Hey everybody! Oh shoot! <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good intro here. I totally we already broke the intro. Totally just broke, like smashed the intro. All right, we're gonna try this. <laughs> good morning, take, take. New Eden. Today is April tenth, two thousand twenty-two, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. Actually, April seventeenth. Oh my the, god. The Oh my god, see these <laughs> This is just, this is, uh, we're, we're just keeping this whole thing. We're not even we're drunk cut this yet. all out, right? No, we're not, because I do all the editing. I'm not even drunk, that's true. That's no, sad. I think you need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so today is April 17th, 2022, and this is the Federation Frontline Report, a podcast where we interview players of EVE Online and go over faction warfare news. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and my co-host is Samson. Good morning, New Eden. Today we are interviewing Riley Shark Reese of Mercury Arms Inc. A squid. Uh oh, we have a Caldari in our midst. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm already breaking your stream. <laughs> I can't, can't even get to know what's going on. The Caldari are messing with me, man. It was, before we got on the show, Riley was just riling me up and. <laughs> How do you? How, how's space treating you these days, Riley? It's been pretty good. I'm just trying to get everything sorted out here real quick. <laughs> Shit, a item hanger mess. Oh yeah, I I know that feeling. I, I have a I have a mess of items everywhere in all kinds of different stations, uh, and it just keeps growing. But. Uh, how did you get involved in the simulation that is EVE Online? So about 10 years ago, almost now, um, I was 10th and my dad was playing EVE and he wanted to find something to do with us, me and my uh, brother. And so he made us EVE characters and we played EVE and that's how I got in. That's kind of awesome. I've been here ever since. I, I, I did have a suspicion that you were a bit younger than us. I mean, we are old, but <laughs> um, that's yeah, awesome, I, though. That... I'd love to see someone else who started EVE at age 10. No, yeah, I don't know, and that's another <laughs> thing, too. I don't know anybody that started EVE that early, but that, Not that's, that, that means you're, you're you're probably, like, the youngest veteran of EVE, <laughs> in that case. I don't know if but I that's... call myself a veteran. Maybe a <laughs> I don't ten, ten years is uh, getting into pretty decent vet status, I would say. Yeah, because I don't even think I don't even think I've been playing the game for ten years. Jesus. <laughs> so that that's interesting. So your dad taught you everything about uh, Eve Online in the beginning. How how did you, like how did you jump into Eve? Uh, being ten years old, were you introduced out into the 0, 0.0 right away, or did you just kind of mess around like a lot of people do in high sec before getting on out there? Because it sounds like you had possibly a fast track. Yeah. So. I, uh, the earliest I remember starting with my character, we, um, he'd already made it and, like, moved it and done some stuff, so I didn't go through whatever they had for NPE in 2009 or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just running, uh, missions with him in high sec, and then where we were living, there was also an ice belt back in the time, when ice belts were just, like, normal belts. And so we did ice mining, too. That was about it for a while. We were just doing that. 
Um, you just did the the relaxing mining kind of. Uh, did you did you worry about um, getting ganked or getting attacked at all during these times? Did you have any like your first time getting ganked? I have so far avoided being ganked at all. Oh really? This whole time, yeah. I just I don't know. Ten years but, yeah, of. If if anyone was worrying about getting ganked, it was my dad worrying about it for us. Because I had no idea what that even was. And uh, the first time that I witnessed one was my brother got ganked while we were mining. So that happened. Um, <laughs> Goon Swarm at the time, I think it was about 2011. Goon Swarm had decided that they wanted all the high sec ice belts for some reason or one another. And so they were like making people pay to enter the ice belt when they had tons of catalysts just flying all over the place it was crazy yeah that's a standard gank fleet in my second urza says that we got to inform code and uh safety about uh code and about safety. these these not getting ganked that's impossible there that's a that's a ding on there i mean i i don't, I don't think i've ever actually ganked in high sec um on any of my tunes um i have but, uh, I, I have done some fun um, sitting <laughs> on a station um, and just scanning whatever comes out as soon as you get a barge or, you know, or something that, not a barge really, but a um, industrial hauler is what we were usually looking for. We never did that, like, mining ganks, um, but we always did, like, the transporter ganks back in the day. So, so you started off in mining. Um, where did you progress? Um, what was the next, like, major thing that you moved on to in EVE Online? So we were running the uh, the level four securities. We were mining. We did some PI when that released. Okay. Yep. Um, so you were you were at the dawn of PI. So do you, do you have like an ancient setup now that's been like running and making you passivist forever? Oh no. I, I. So my dad's the one who like spreadsheeted it all out and figured <laughs> it out. I just did the setup, like put the thing where he told me to put it, and then we were. <laughs> fly out there with uh, Badger Mark II's back in the day, mm, yep. which is now the Terra, yeah, and we would just do that for a while. Um, we were there when in, uh, Wormholes released. I don't think we really did much of it with Wormholes, though. And then Incursion, uh, we did some Incursions. And uh, one day while I was at school, my dad took my character's Raven out somewhere to an Incursion and uh, got that blown up. Oh no! Uh oh. <laughs> Were you mad? <laughs> Did he get it replaced? I was, I was sad, but back then, um, the way that battleships worked was like they were tiered. So it went like Roke was, you got that at level 3 battleship, you got the Raven at 4, and then at 5, you got the Scorpion. So he bought me a Scorpion instead, which actually was really good back then for everything. But then between then and now they've obviously retooled it into an e-warship i still have that scorpion just sitting there i'm not sure what to do with it now <laughs> <laughs> I fly it out to low sec yeah oh, we're yeah. gonna blow it up <laughs> ecm someone to death yeah well i mean that's really good in a fleet <laughs> oh yeah i i've I, I imagine i just haven't really what i think i want to do is just get the uh the state protector at lp and convert it back to how it used to be as a navy uh okay yep yeah scorpion navy those are good 
Yeah, I saw some of them during the AT, and they were like really crazy. I was like, whoa, I want one of those. <laughs> nice. So, was uh, what was your first encounter with uh, like PvP? My first encounter that I remember, I was bored one day. My dad wasn't playing. I was not sure what to do. I had a rope. And so I went out in my Ibis and just started exploring all of New Eden. And then at some point in Losec, I found like this pirate NPC battleship. I'm like, oh, if I blow this up, it'll give me money. So I went and took, flew all the way back home, got my rope, flew all the way back. And while blowing it up, I was jumped by a whole bunch of little pirate frigates. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really funny story because they were trying to ransom my ship. They're like, yeah. get out. It's like, eject and we'll spare your pod and stuff like that. And I was 10. I was panicking. My dad was at work. <laughs> so I went and got my mom and she was like, what? Pirates <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> And for the next, like, 30 minutes, she's trying to explain to these frigate pirates that they are holding up a 10-year-old in a battleship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like they're going to believe that story. Right? But the, the way that I was talking to them, and then my mom, like, it's so different. And they're like, either this is the best con artist ever... <laughs> Or this is actually what's happening. <laughs> and they ended up trying to sell my shit back to me at a discount because I was done. <laughs> yeah, I that. That, was, that was my first time. You'll never see that on my Z-Kill because nothing died. <laughs> but that was yeah. my first time. So you got you got that's properly cool. ransomed though. Like they, they just made you yeah, pay. So like that's crazy. Like I, I, I haven't even like when I started playing or no, I should say when I got to low sec, that's that kind of stuff didn't even happen anymore. Uh yeah, so I still was, I still think it's crazy. This was twenty ten, back when the good old days is what they say. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I like I like the game now, but yeah. Yeah, so was that, was that something that uh, got you excited for more PvP type stuff, or did that dissuade you for years to come to be like, no way, this is, <laughs> like, low-tech is scary? Yeah, I, I haven't really gone, I didn't really go back to low-tech for a long time. Um, there was a lot of periods back then where uh, he would stop, my dad would stop paying for Eve and because he was too busy and stuff like that. So there are a lot of like lapses, like year-long lapses between uh, mm -hmm. then and now where I wasn't playing. And I'd spin up like a whole bunch of trial accounts just to see how Eve was doing at the time. And uh, <laughs> like I was watching the fan fests and all that. So you were probably super excited when Alphas came out then. Oh yeah, that was a huge deal. I, 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 it had been a while since I'd played or like looked at anything. And so I looked it up and I'm like, wait, I can play for free now? Ooh. So I said... <laughs> I went through a whole lot of um, recovering of accounts. Oh, really? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so like all of my alt accounts weren't made as alts, they were made as trials that I spent a painstaking, a painstaking long amount of time with CCP support recovering. Wow. <laughs> so you've got like this little army of alts that have all been played, you know, pretty solidly for like 14 days. <laughs> Or was it yeah. a month period time that they gave you back then, or? I can't so normally they would give you like 14 days or a week, 
but I remember at one point I had found a YouTube video somewhere on YouTube that had a month-long trial account link on it. And it was the only one I'd ever found, so I would I bookmarked that, and I would always use that specific YouTube video's description to get myself a month long. Oh, nice. <laughs> the game in the system. How it's done. Yeah, awesome. so I've all, all of my alts have, like, no skills, but they're all a decade old. <laughs> You'll never figure out which ones they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... When you, what was the first time that you got into Faction Warfare? Is that just recently that you you've jumped into that? Yeah, so I had meant to a couple of different times. the The first time, there was some sort of role play event going on between the Amar uh, militia pilot groups and one of the CCP lore devs was doing like lore stuff with them. He was spawning like Blood Raider dreadnoughts to attack their Fortizar and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I want to get in on that. But by the time I like got into it and my character had skilled up, they had uh, it had ended and all that. So I was like, eh. And then um, I did make a, another character that I was going to use for Kaldari ones back then as well. But um, the streamer that I was going to be playing with stopped streaming at the time, like Eve. Okay. And yep. so that character is now in a, uh, a high sec alliance for war deck stuff because I want to learn high sec war combat as well. So he's just sitting there waiting for some, uh, a war ping for that. But yeah, this is my first uh, real time actually being able to get into it and start doing stuff. Oh, cool. So you joined up with, with the Keldari and uh, and you do streaming as well. Do you stream your faction warfare stuff or do you, uh, what is this, what's, what's the kind of streaming that you do? Um, so I haven't streamed any Faction Warfare stuff yet. I did stream, my, my, my e streams so far have been an Iron Man challenge that I was doing with a, uh, another streamer called Gory Xander, but he recently got a job and it's been kicking his ass apparently. So he hasn't streamed much, uh, since then. So that whole thing is kind of in limbo right now. Um, I stream Phasmo sometimes as well as, uh, Halo as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do only Eve. But so it I've, sounds I've like you have your not just in Eve, but in in all aspects of of your streaming kind of you know activities is that you've got your you know fingers in a lot of different uh, things. There's you know you're you're doing a lot of different activities out there um, and checking out a lot of different stuff. Um, that is that's really cool. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun. What's what's the your favorite part of Eve Online? Would you say after you know experimenting with you know doing uh, you know high sec ganking uh, or high sec uh, or war decking and uh, faction warfare, mining, industrial? Uh, I'm I'm guessing that you might have done industrial stuff. Yeah, so I do do a lot of indie stuff, sort of. I have a great tendency to never let rat loot rat wrecks be unlooted. So I take all of the junk and I reprocess it and build into it into ships, which I, I was super sad when they announced they were removing blueprint copies from daily logins. I'm probably the only one that was sad because <laughs> I would use those. To, I, would, I would just constantly build random ships using those to um, from the rat loot. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, you've been able to build up like and kind of create your own little industry of you know, building up different kind of cool things. Um, 
and just kind of having it more random based on whatever CCP's giving you for free, basically. So that's kind of cool. I like. Um, and it, I I saw. I think I've talked to a couple people that have said that they was like, oh, the the rewards were the blueprint rewards weren't necessarily bad, um, you know. But it, a lot of us, yeah, we I, every time I got them, I was just like, well, that goes into a folder. That's <laughs> just can sit aside. <laughs> yeah. I need to I need to get better about like actually organizing things. I literally just have like two I have two very important containers in my home station and that's corpse uh corpse hanger the the, the graveyard the corpse collection and <laughs> and the other one is just when shit <laughs> like it's like it's just fittings and shit. It's like is what it's called. <laughs> but uh yeah. I I would imagine that, that you have a lot of... Uh, well, no, you wouldn't have a lot of stuff because you reprocess all of it and make ships. Um, I do, do save you... a bunch for yeah. fitting stuff as well. Because I do okay. run a small high sec corp on the side. On sort the side. Of. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... <laughs> so would you say that industry is, is more of your passion in this game? You know, I really like the universe itself. That's what draws me in, really. Like the, I really enjoy the the lore aspects of Eve, yes, and how I've... different everything is, and how it progressed. Like back in the day, Eve was very dystopian, and it's lost a lot of that sort of feel to it, in a sense. It's yeah, it's not quite as wild west as it used to be. Yeah, Which especially on one the hand, farther it, back it, you go, the more wild, crazy wild west. Have you have you listened to Empires of Eve or read Empires of Eve? I've got both of the books in hardcover. Oh, uh, this uh, I they did a really good audio book of it too, um, and it's something that I'll just throw on while I'm driving around. Uh, whenever I have like a long drive, I'll just throw on some Empires of Eve because it just is so interesting to go back and listen to all the crazy how like the original Wild West was. Like as soon as like Beta was such a big like time to like prep and get ready, and they 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 wipe the server all the time, so you had to like constantly go from you know zero to like you know building a huge corp and so by the time that they got to the actual um launch of the game they were all you know a lot of corporations um were just already prepped and ready to just jump right into the game and just try and explode um and build up their own little empires but there was only like a small handful of like corporations that were really ready at the very beginning and other than that there was just wide open spaces of just trying to figure out what the heck is going on in this game yeah i can't imagine the feeling that some people had when they first went into like low suck and ran into pirate battleships <laughs> like that seems so generic now you know no, so yeah. an npc battleship ooh. but back then like you're the first person to have run into those or you're the first person to run like the Dread Pirate Scarlet high sec missions, the security mission. I remember that mission, but I play it way later. <laughs> yeah, I I remember my uh, I remember in 2006 when I first started really playing, chasing battle like trying to find battleships and stuff like that was like such a fun like. I remember because I could, you know, in level three missions, they didn't really have like a battleship that you fought. You had to go to like level four missions. Those were too strong for me to do solo. Um, so I was like, you know, I'd go out to Losec looking for those like mysterious battleships. 
and like the great isk that they give for just killing one of them. Like I remember when a million isk was like an insane amount. Like I was like, that's gonna buy me all these skill books, and I'm gonna get a ship, and I'm gonna be able to fit it up, and it's gonna be awesome. Like I could almost yep. buy a cruiser for. Well, I remember trying to get to a cruiser was like borrowing ten million isk from a friend at some point the first battle or cruiser that I got and I was just like super excited about getting into it for the first time yeah back when uh, I was first in the game and we were mining you know how much an orca costed back then um trying to remember prices around that time but yeah I can't remember take a guess uh 200 million Eh, that's a bit on the low skill, but it was like 700, 600 million esque for an uh, orca. Oh, damn. Yeah. Nowadays, now it's like 2 billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Inflation. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things is sticking your money into items in this game actually is a lot better of a move than having it sit in your wallet. <laughs> Just the wallet, uh, the inflation is crazy in EVE. Um, it's actually impressive how well it's actually been handled um, comparatively to other games that have to deal with this situation. And the one thing that they have is the ability to delete items. Like, most games, you know, like World of Warcraft and stuff, like, no matter how many times you die, it doesn't matter, your items are around, so they have item inflation. Mm -hmm. They always have to come up with, like, new items all the time. EVE Online is kind of rare in that there are some new items that come out, but really it's like new ships, and even that is really kind of rare, you know, um, and we are actually able to maintain somewhat of a, a stable inflation, um, a proper inflation, um, for a long time, and it's something that I've always been really interested in the like the economics of eve have you ever gotten involved in or, or looked into like the monthly reports and stuff like that i've glanced through the mers um they don't really mean too much to me I'm not much of a uh, a stat kind of person but i just find them pretty interesting especially when there's like a trillion something moving into a, a null set region and it's like oh well what's going on over there yeah it's to see the the why what's happening from like a uh economic point of view can give you like a great insight into what's actually happening in eve online so um jumping on to more faction warfare kind of stuff what is um you would say what 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 has your experience been so far that you've um, been into Faction Warfare? Have you um, gotten involved in um, a major... It's, you're in one of the, the major corporations, so have you gotten involved in sieges, or um, is there any kind of experience that you'd like to talk about that you've had with Eve, or with uh, Faction Warfare? So I've been with Mercury for about two weeks. Um, we've run a decent number of like small gang fleets, Usually, I end up um, I'm, like immediately feeding my tackle condor because <laughs> that's what they're for. Um, it's called hero tackle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So far, I've gotten three kill marks and lost nice. two of them. It happens. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I lose so many ships that have kill marks on them. It's uh, the yeah, daily. That's why event. I like giving I like giving them away too on the stream because then I I don't feel as bad when someone else gets it blown up instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, it's it's mainly just been like small fleets and then uh, deplexing instances. Yeah, usually, and I ran. Yeah, I ran into I you. Get, um, I don't really get that many people that will actually. E they'll either not take the fight when I land on them, even though they're yeah. in a better ship because they're just farming or bots. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm the one getting pushed, it's usually by like a Hecate, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't fight you in a Condor. Yeah. I'm not going to take this fight. <laughs> <laughs> You show up in a Tech One frigate, I will lose my Condor to you every time, but I'll take the fight at least. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you learn, you know. And and it's 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 fun PvP, and, and it's it's not as risky. I feel like when you st when you're starting off like that. Um, but yeah, I think I ran into you while while Corvus was uh, flying flying you guys around in a fleet. Um, trying to remember when that was. <laughs> it was about a week ago, I think. We um, yeah. we were roaming, looking for someone to fight. We sat outside the Forge Desire. You were docked in for about five minutes, hoping you'd undock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, not going to feed the Corvus right now. <laughs> not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like it. Like I didn't have anything that was good enough to... Because you guys were like a... It was like a, I don't know, six or so frigs, right? Or was it destroyers? It was, I don't remember. Yeah, it was about six or seven condors and like. Yeah, which is I think, like. That's... I think that was the Garmer fleet. So everyone oh, else yeah. might have been in Garmers, and I was just in the cheap Garmer, aka the Condor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have undocked a light missile Caracal. Got a couple of you before you killed me, maybe. <laughs> but I did. I should have done that. But you know, he's... <laughs> Corvus is fun. I, I've never been in a fleet with him. I've only I've only fought him on the battlefield a few times, one on one, etc. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what uh, um, have you have you had like a, a favorite PvP um, thing uh, instance or, or, or experience in the past? Like, what's your favorite? Yeah. So, uh, in 2019, I decided I wanted to try Nullsec for the first time. I ended up in a, uh, a mainly German alliance operating in Syndicate. Mm. And um, at, at the time, we were expanding into another uh, pocket of Constellation. And it, there was a bunch of Russians that were living in there called uh, The Sun is Behind Us. They're really good small gang people. Mm. And we ended up in a lot of fights with them. And at the time, I was a. Uh, there was a fight that started brawling out, and on one of the gates, they were in like cruisers. Our, our guys were in like frigates and cruisers, assault frigate type things. And I, I just rolled in with a prophecy battle cruiser and just started blowing up a whole bunch of their stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just a prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got a couple of really nice kills there, and completely changed the dynamic of the battle. And that was really fun. Yeah, um, when you introduce something like that into like, because that that's like, I'm assuming it was was it fit to like kill cruisers? Because it was would... uh, rapid light fit with. A <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Oh that yeah so so heavy drones to DPS on cruisers and rapid lights to to get rid of any frigates or just quick DPS right. Yeah, it was um, about quick DPS. <clears throat> 
I ended up with like so many prophecies down there because um, our doctrine at the time was sacrilegious, which um, aren't you know super meta anymore. But um, uh, the, the lead one. up, yeah, the, the lead up doctrine for like Tech One and Alphas was uh, Amar drone boats that fire missiles. So I had like a whole bunch of prophecies, and I was just flying them around because they were super expendable. So do you prefer, yeah. uh, like, fleet combat over uh, solo piloting uh, PvP? Yeah, I'd have to say I prefer, uh, like, at least small gang. I'm not super confident solo yet. Yeah, it does take a lot of, like, it's a different losing game. ships, like you said it and, before. Um, <laughs> you just gotta keep I don't on know throwing what like. stuff away. I think I like fleet more, but, I, I mean, I, I do do solo, but, like, um, just the... I don't know, hanging out with people in Fleet is just a lot of fun. Yeah, have you and, found, and small, like, uh, have you made a lot of, like, really good friends in uh, playing EVE? Because it sounds like you've had a lot of your formative years in EVE. So I'm wondering, how does that, uh, socially, how has that worked out for you in EVE? So my dad didn't really like me and my brother interacting with other people in EVE when we were younger. That so sense. I didn't really form anything then. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of friends. They're not all, not many of them are very PvP oriented. A lot of them are just uh, industrial type players or um, miners or mission runner types. Well, now you have us. We are the opposite of that. <laughs> I mean, we have some in our core. We, yeah, we have some. We have people that support that and that love to support. You know, like. But we, yeah, I just, I, all I do is PvP and. Um, and if you ever have any questions or just want to hang out with us or, or, or join a fleet, you know, I, I, we don't care that you're on the opposite, opposite side. Um, or you could just use one of your, your other uh, tunes that isn't, you know, um, <laughs> in the Kaltari militia. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, because... be interesting to have a, a red flying around with us in fleet. <laughs> confuse the shit. Well, yeah, so, you know what happened is a bit is is a blue would come to the gate and probably start shooting you. Yep, um, <laughs> really think be, being like I got and this then, whole thing on if, my back. And if Logi, if if Logi was healing you, they're gonna be like, why aren't they dying? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> That'll be really confusing, and for, that could be pretty entertaining though. So it'd be extra entertaining if it was a blue that isn't actually in militia so they start just engaging on a gate and die to gate guns <laughs> yes <laughs> that would happen too that that's happened that's happened before that's happened with people in our fleet um but yeah it's it's a, it's just it's a weird it's an interesting thing because we have blues that are not in faction warfare and we fucking have blues that are blue to snuff so it's a really weird uh complicated weird. situation weird social dynamic that we've built ourselves in yeah i don't know but it's fun it's fun i, I like i like the I, I don't i don't take the drama personal usually um but it's it's just you know the the rp of side of things is pretty fun. do you do you do much like rp in eve i so, i mean you really like the lore and that's one of the things that i i really thought was pretty cool when i came to your channel i think i rated you that's how i found you i rated you after one of uh my streams and, and um, on Wednesday and you had so much knowledge of the lore I was like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> that's cool but I, I didn't know I don't know any of that stuff <laughs> kill blow things up that's what I do 
<laughs> yeah, I've, nice I've started doing some roleplay stuff. If you actually open the, the info panel on my Kildari Militia pilot, I started a uh, roleplay like, pilot log on the forum. Oh, okay. I, I really need to get to writing a, a, another post there. There's a lot to cover. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you're posting that on the EVE Online forums? Yeah, it's in the uh, roleplay section of the EVE Online forums. There's a uh, there's a link there on the uh, info panel for that character. Nice, awesome. I'll have to go take a look at that. I haven't uh, I haven't dug into the EVE Online forums. Um, I used used to use it uh, back in the day for more corporate, you know, uh, discussion and stuff like that. There seemed to be, you know, not necessarily roleplay, but just news and stuff that was going on. It feels like the EVE Online forums are, like, really dead whenever I go to them, though, these days. Um, have you been somebody that's been on the EVE Online forums as of late? Uh, I would say that my pilot log is probably my first, like, significant interactions there. Okay. A lot of my posts there are either for the uh, propaganda contests that were running last year for each Empire, and then, like, um, updates like update patch notes where they want you to discuss stuff yep yeah that's pretty much my interactions that i've had to i mean minus the uh um, the contest because i haven't i haven't submitted anything but we gotta get samson to help us with uh propaganda contest i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah you're the yeah, yeah, federation day that's <laughs> coming up Oh shit! I'd have to fucking Months. make some videos or something, man. Probably I get the last that. thing I did was that. Well, the thing was, every time we made a video, we thought we were going a certain way with like the story of our alliance, and then it quickly shifted due to other reasons. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> I just made that video. I mean, it's still a great video, but now we're gonna make a different video, <laughs> and we gotta do a different video. We I always... think you you made the last one, um, so I took took a break off. But like, I, I had a lot of fun doing that too because. I made the most ridiculous thing where Gwen's just blowing everything up in her Gnosis, and what I did was I just recorded, I undocked battleships on the test server as Gwen and just watched the feds blow them up <laughs> to get the footage. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a negative 10 pirate, so she would just get blown up every single time she undocked something. Bunch uh, of stuff shooting. <clears throat> so, uh, did, have you submitted uh, propaganda to these contests? Yeah, the Kaldari one. Last year, I got about five entries in. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I got, uh, I didn't come in first, second, or third, so I didn't get like any real or in-game stuff. But I got an honorable mention. Oh, nice. So uh, oh, my character that I was logged into at the time on the forum posting them has a medal now. Oh, that, oh, that's, that's cool. actually my null set character. That's awesome. You get a special medal Gosh, how for many, that. That's cool. How many alts do you have? <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, like classified sounds, information. Sounds like you you're you've got like one in every alliance. You've been playing since you were 10 like years few. old, so you've got like this like in, you're just like an Eve child. It's <laughs> I've got a lot of characters, not a lot do or have meaningful connections. There's only no, like but, three uh, that really have it going. Uh, Those could be spies, you yeah. know. Yeah, spies. <laughs> yeah, but who's? I mean, spies for who? Who's gonna pay me? I, I don't know, man. I'm not a spy. I'm not a spy. <laughs> <not> a spy. <laughs> I'm not a spy. It says it on my. It says it on my character. It says not a spy. It's one of my titles, so I have no idea about that espionage stuff. I don't know what that stuff. Yeah, is. it's not like he's uh, streaming all of our stuff to snuff every Wednesday night. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Hey, Snuff, we got a, we got several hey, fucking Venmax full of shit sitting on a gate. Come blow them up. You gotta, you gotta ask him to give you some money for your intel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just starting, hey, uh, start paying, I'm, I'm gonna request a billion. So, Samson, I just looked, and it looks like we've got some major payouts that have been happening. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're account. talking about. <laughs> Dude, that was the first thing. Uh, well, we'll talk about the, that thing later. But um, yeah, that I, I, let's say I, I have I have been accused of working with um, the enemy in the past and uh, accused of staging things. So I don't, <laughs> and I, I, and what's great about it is n neither of those cases did I actually do those things. So, but uh, uh, but you get to but that's what it's five say, I guess right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you know. Exactly, you're liar liar pants on fire no. um and now we have actual opposing faction on our show but you know riley's not a spy riley i'm too tired i'm too busy to be doing that crap yeah also you're potato scum <laughs> <laughs> i actually have a dumb okay corporate lackey yeah, I've, I've tater got... of death I've got the special commodity on my Nelson character that is um, the fake Dominic's model. That's actually a potato. Like, that's an actual <laughs> name item. I, uh, I love it. Beautiful. I think it, I don't remember who gave it to me, but somebody gave me a Dominic's and I named it the Tater of Death. Tater of Death. <laughs> oh, I remember that was my first battleship. I remember getting in that it, thing and going and running level threes. It's like a yes. dirgeable. It looks, you can't hurt it's like me. A blimp. A brick like in space. <laughs> so, uh, going back to Faction Warfare, because uh, we are a Faction Warfare podcast. Is that what um, this is? I don't know what this is. I just, like, blew the opening like I didn't even know what the hell was going on. I don't know where I am anymore. Anyways, uh... Is there anything that you would, uh, like to see changed in Faction Warfare? Any ideas that you've had about uh the experiences that you've personally had so yeah i've actually had a lot of interesting ideas i was i i i think um that might fix some of the problems that people have with faction warfare because what i've heard so far is that plexes aren't engaging um mm -hmm. they're easily to easy to farm and then the farmers then change how the the system works and then there's also a lot of people that complain about like citadels so i think those are like the two main mechanical problems in faction warfare and i think there's a couple of ways that it can be fit um do tell one, do tell yeah so <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that we can do um before we actually have to um get ccp to help as you could probably just stick a whole bunch of cloaky alts and systems launch expanded uh combat probes and then just position them around space and the bots will probably be like oh combat probes on these again run away maybe it so. depends on it depends on their their I, I know i know that it seemed to me that most of them would um run away when you showed up outside the plex but but then that that would be caught that would you might as well be botting yourself. You're just gonna sit outside boxes. Yeah, the, always be trying to work or trying to fight the bots is is a it's a tough thing because they'll it adapt is. to what you're but doing also, to a certain people, degree. There's also like 
not bots, but people that, um, and I think yeah, you there were are a lot of empty farmers. A lot of empty farmer ships that um, some of the most annoying ones just have like stabs, um, and uh, you know, na like they, they can just warp off in like a you know less than a second. Like I've I've had these these guys warp in on me in a plex, and I've not been able to lock them before they warp back out. Like it's it's yeah. So there's, I've been seeing a couple of slicers and fire tails that do that, and it's really annoying. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, if the bots are de-scanning only for the Plex, you could just part empty frigates or corvettes outside the Plex, and that'd probably do the trick. Yeah, that's true. Someone will blow them up eventually, though. I mean, I know yeah, I would. definitely <laughs> that DCP should do is, um, I, I think if we're going to keep the whole Plex system, I think the rats should be more like diamond rats. Like, mm -hmm. these are vent rats and stuff that fly around and do a lot of e-war, and they're hard. You can fit to kill them easy enough, but, uh, you know, they're just not... They're not sitting there as, like, the the battlecruiser for Kaldari. The, the Ferex has, like, a pathetic armament. It's like 150 railguns. Yeah, yeah, you don't take any damage from any of the rats. So, really... originally, the concept behind that, from my understanding, and I could be wrong here, I'm regularly wrong when I remember stuff, so somebody correct me if I am. Uh, but my understanding is, is that what they wanted to do is prevent um, the rats from being um, a factor in PvP. So you were supposed to go out to these things... And you were just supposed to open a beacon in space that said, I am here, eat at Joe's, I am ready mm -hmm. for some PvP, and you would make some isk if if you were able to, like, sit there. And it wasn't, the, the idea behind it was, I believe, don't have it be very engaging, because you want it for PvP more than anything. And that um, the rat needs to be really weak, but high tank. So they gave it a higher mm -hmm. tank so that you would have mm -hmm. to be, you know, use a stronger ship in order to actually kill the the rat instead of... Um, but I think that it kind of, it moved towards, instead of it being a PvP playground, it became a botter's dream. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's, I think, I agree that there needs to, if you're going to keep the plex mechanics, I think one thing about, I like, I like the idea of having like a diamond rat. But I don't think that that should interfere with the the timer. Like, offense or defense, there should always be a timer going. But offense or defense, you should always have an enemy rat that's going to scram and web you. You know, or not not necessarily web, but scram, you know, uh, at least point you and, and keep you into that until you've, you've killed that rat. Um, I don't know how much you want to make it strong, though, because that is one of the problems of... Um, the NPC being a major factor in PvP kind of sucks. Um, but having it be the thing that holds you there and keeps you... Because, I mean, one of the biggest problems we have with these bots and, and people is that we can't catch them, right? Mm -hmm. I you think know? another thing that could really help, and this is probably a, a bit controversial, but um, I think that you should only be able to like offensively plex systems that are neighboring your system mm, that so way like there's always a front line going on mm -hmm. and that's the only place where you're going to make money 
Yeah. And that way, all the bots are always there in that in the middle with all the real players. Yeah, and then we could just They're going them. to have a much harder time because either they can't find a plex they can hold and make money, or they get killed, and that makes botting no longer worth doing in the first place. Yeah. If they can't make money just sitting there, then they won't do it. I think really then, encouraging people to, like, come together in different systems is really important, whether it's event-based or whether it's, like, a frontline system. I like the idea. I mean, the, the, the argument against that is that you stop people from spreading out in faction warfare because there is a natural spread without the bots. There's just a natural spread of people kind of having these small little pockets of weird space in faction warfare. Um, that they're always fighting for or trying to maintain and they build up um, so that kind of goes away a little bit when it comes to the, the front line ideas that's the the one retort that I've heard that's really solid of like ah that does kind of suck that you know but I think you could get around it if you had some sort of deployable that you could acquire from your faction's LP store and then you deploy it and it's like a Sino sort of beacon in some, and you could deploy it anywhere in the faction warfare space, and that will let you commit like a flanking capture opportunity. And that way, you could still have people causing things behind the lines that are actually significant oh, that's without cool. completely altering, negating the whole concept of front lines. So you could have like, well, you know, you've got your one court that's in faction warfare that's always holding the front line and then you have another court that does this sort of like black ops flanking deploy the converting beacon type thing Interesting. And then I, I also think it would be really cool if instead of having like an iHub bash what if you did something like the uh, the pirate fobs in high sec so you guys may not be familiar but I'm a little bit familiar with them yeah, so every so often, uh, a pirate fort operating base will just spawn somewhere in high sec, and it's either Garustus or Blood Raider. And what it causes is, the, it causes diamond rats for these, for these pirate factions to spawn in the game, in that system. And you'll have, like, a small fleet that just goes around to asteroid belts and citadels, and if it's a hostile citadel, they'll bash the citadel. In high sec, they can't ever really... Like, they, they don't have enough damage. It's usually, like, five Kestrels that mm -hmm. are for the Garusas. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a determining factor for those. But um, then you also have, like, mi NPC mining fleets for that FOB. And if someone attacks the NPC mining fleet, then they run away and it spawns a response fleet. And then, of course, you have the actual FOB itself, which also spawns its own defense fleet. And it's kind of like a citadel. It's weaker... And it can do like ECM, it can newt, and it can web, but it doesn't actually shoot back with stand up. So, if we could have like Kaldari Navy ones for those, or Galente Navy ones for those that, you know, you, they spawn in certain systems and they are, they're like the iHub bash. So, you actually have a big fight there. And then, you know, if you get it to a vulnerable state, you don't necessarily completely have to worry about the NPC rats to causing. Uh, a swing necessarily because if you've got it vulnerable then your own faction rats will also spawn to help and then you kind of have like npc versus npc while the players versus the players 
I would love to see more Diamond Rat versus Diamond Rat and just Diamond Rat interaction in Faction Warfare. I think that I'm really surprised that they didn't do more test betting of stuff in Faction Warfare instead of just making it open to everything or, you know, like, like fobs. I think they should have had fobs in Faction Warfare and played around with it, um, you know, introduced it on a smaller scale and then you can, you know, up it up. Because one of the things is that war should innovate stuff, right? Isn't that like one of the things about war is that massive innovation happens during time periods? The radio, of, of the internet. Right, you know, like this, this they is... They all started from the, the uh, wars. Right, so if we've got this forever war that's happening between the empires, shouldn't there be massive innovation that should be coming out? And some of it should fail, you know? Like, sometimes they should come out with some stuff, they test bet it in, uh, you know, their test server, and it seems good there, then they unroll it into the real world with, you know, faction warfare being the test bed kind of area, and then you can be like well that didn't work for the war <laughs> like um i don't know i just capturing and stuff like that i think um there's different ways of, of playing with with faction warfare and having it be more engaging and i think one big step is to bring diamond rats into faction warfare and i'm really surprised um if, if they finally do do it that it took them that long to get diamond rats into faction warfare uh, the biggest diamond rat versus diamond rat interaction that's ever happened in Eve occurred when there was not a single person logged into the system where it happened. <laughs> I remember this uh, from a news article, and I think they also talked about it at one of the Eve Fan Fest events. There was a server node that was drawing a lot more power than it should, considering that the systems were very empty. And so one of the devs went to look at it. And when they got into the system, they realized that all hell was breaking loose because a Blood Raider fob had spawned in the system. So there are Blood Raiders roaming the asteroid belts, and they came across like a, a Ducia foundry or something in PC mining fleet and attacked it. So that caused the Ducia, you know, response fleet to show up. And it just kept escalating with more and more waves from both sides well, showing up on the grid to fight each other. And that's why they changed some FOB mechanics, unfortunately. The, there is no more escalation, escalating waves of these diamond rats and asteroid belts. You kill the asteroid belt response fleet, there's, that's it. That's the end of that <laughs> until downtime. Considering the problem that they did find, because I mean, that does suck on your servers when you're like, whoa, nothing's happening what? here except for like our NPC stuff, and it's like gonna take down the it server. It looks like there's nothing going on, but in fact, there's like a 300 versus 300 ship <laughs> that brawl occurring in an asteroid belt. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, just you know, you had you could have these fobs, you could have, um, NPC Navy set up their own citadel type things. Like, imagine uh, the, the Galente faction Fortizar being deployed by your NPCs in, like, a system that's been stable for two weeks, and now you have access to dock at an NPC Fortizar that will defend itself and will spawn NPCs that help you, and you get, like, reduced manufacturing costs or whatever there. Like, that would be really cool. Yeah, I would I love to see that kind of stuff. Um, and that gives you an, a really big incentive to not only keep that system stable, but also for the other group to be like, we want to take this system out, because if we destroy this Fortizar, we get insane LP. 
But we also take away, you know, a new docking point for these guys. We take away a tether point for them. We take away a manufacturing plant, all that stuff. Yep. And, and, and I mean, it's not like the players would necessarily lose anything because you still, you know, you have asset safety mechanics. So if you have your fleet based out of this NPC Fortizar and it gets destroyed, well, it just goes into asset safety. Mm-hmm. So you're not like losing everything just because the NPCs died. No, yeah, this is, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, man. I, I, I think for sure that we should, um, we should have more diamond rad activity and build up of like an interaction. It would be cool if CCP would actually like have more events. I mean, you said originally that you got into faction warfare because there was an event that you heard of, you know, that the, you know, there was um, fights that were happening. Um, what the heck is the, yeah. the name of that system? Um, I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, you know, when CCP came out and said that, oh, there's there's fighting that's happening over. You know, we want we want you guys to take back this system and interaction. We're going to spawn dreads and um, you know, there's there's. I think that this is the playground that CCP should jump in and and start being like, okay, we're going to have events. We're going to have cool things. We're going to have you know, different tryouts of, of, and mess around with Diamond Rats and see, because I mean, this is where Diamond Rats, I think, should be fighting each other. This is, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I think there, there was just an ongoing war that was actually happening around you. Um, and then you got to play, you know, the hero, basically, the thing that tips the tides. Yeah, definitely, because, like, right now, the only place where NPCs, like, regularly engage each other is Potvin, because you have the Edencom fleets roaming and the Trig fleets roaming. And that is super and, cool, and I want to get out there someday to go take a look at that shit, too, because I've never gotten out there. Have you been out to, to that Potch space? So, um, when I was in my Nullsec group, we were allies with Strybok, because they were coming to help us with our defensive timers. And so when they changed the way that the Pockman Stargates worked to no longer require standing, we sent some people, including I also went, to uh, help de- them defend their gates with their um, basically hell-on-earth gate camps, trying to keep their space safe. Oh, wow. From Rome's. So that, that was my first time really in Pockman. And uh, I got on some kills, yeah. But it, it was really cool. And I'm hoping that they'll announce some sort of continuation of that plot line because I, I know a lot of Edencom and Triglavian players alike that got invested in that plot and that story and gameplay are pretty bummed because they can't actually... It's not progressing anymore. Yeah, it's kind of stopped, you know. It's another project that seems like, okay, we did this huge thing with it, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Uh, man. Yeah, well, hopefully they expand more on Faction Warfare, more on this Triglavian stuff. Hey, mix it all together. Let's have, you know, let's have some fun here. Maybe so, you know, there's a new yeah, Edencom Triglavian faction that, that exists that's, you know, separate, has their own craziness that happens too, so. Yeah, and, the, and some of the lore scope, like uh, news tickers, there's actually been a lot of interesting developments between the Kaldari and Galente um, leaders. There's been a lot of diplomacy going on. Yeah, I heard about that, and I'm a little bit concerned about... Uh... It's, it's very interesting, and 
it makes me wonder if there might be a point where faction warfare changes so dramatically that Kaldari and Galente are no longer actually the ones fighting each other, but there's some other Uh-oh. faction warfare going on, maybe. Because hmm. while while the Galente and Kaldari are being a lot more diplomatic with each other, the Gal- the Aminmatar and Amar are like at each other's throats in the lore. Yeah, <laughs> more so than ever before. Yeah. You have the Amar groups being like, hey, Concord, permanently flip the system from Minmatar to Amar space kind of things going on in the lore. And then you have um, a whole bunch of like fleet buildup on the border there where they're trying to like take over planets. Been really interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see how. I'm, I'm glad that they're building up more of the war for the Minmatar and Amar. I'm really sad that they're pulling, you know back on the Keldari and Galente aspect of, of the war. Um, it might mean that maybe the Keldari and Galente have something to fight together. And that could be very, very interesting. Yeah, it'd be weird if they if they, like... Suddenly Keldari and Galente are blue with each other and you've got... Uh, they're, like, fighting the <laughs> Triggs themselves or they're going in against the Amar too. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I'm really hoping that we get some news um, at FanFest because so far have not seen any really good breaking news for the for Faction Warfare specifically, um, which we are going to be getting to. We are starting to run a little bit uh, late here because we've been having such a cool conversation. So, um, But before we do jump over to doing some news and stuff, uh, I just want to make sure that you get a little bit of time here to give any shout-outs or talk about any projects that you're currently working on or talk about your Twitch channel. Kind of give you a little bit of time to, to talk about what you want or give any shout-outs that you'd like to give. Um... Yeah, I don't really have that much to say in that regard, I guess. Uh, I do a lot of crazy streams. I'm hoping to stream a decent amount of Galsiv 4 when it releases in next week, I believe. Yeah, so that'll be really fun. I'll probably be doing a lot of uh, building of like ships that are EVE-themed and stuff in that game. It's a really fun uh, strategy game. Sweet. Awesome. Well... Um, did you want to stick around for the news, or um, did you need to drop off? Yeah, I don't think I need to drop off. Just um, let me make sure real quick. And you guys just go on ahead. I don't, I don't, if I stick around, then I stick around, I guess. Cool, cool. Alrighty. I'll go ahead and share the news here. So I think the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the new uh, Siege Green. <clears throat> Uh, you know what I need to do is look at your I was like why is it not yeah (laughs) it's like I posted it (laughs) there we go siege green yeah so uh, I think uh, I'll just uh, I'll just run through because they're pretty short I'll just run through each of them and um, and we'll do some discussion does that sound good frozen yeah so siege green released on April 13th 2022 Capital Capsuleers. A new update is now available to test on the Singularity test server, bringing sweeping changes that are sure to shake the landscape of capital combat and structure defense. For starters, the blueprint of industry components used to manufacture battleships, capitals, and supercapitals will be adjusted to lower manufacturing times and costs. Dreadnoughts in particular will see their costs become significantly cheaper 
giving you more chances to use them in space without as much impact on your wallet. You can find all the juicy detail details on the e-forums, so head over and check them out. Provide your feedback and join the conversation. After you've built your brand new ship, you're going to want a skin for it. Be sure to browse the New Eden store as a plethora of cosmetics will be returning for battleships and capitals. You can get your hands on skins such as Rada Sunset, Ghostbird, Glittering Dream, Lava Core, and more from April 14th. Further updates to the structures. In addition to blueprint tweaks, upload structures will be receiving significant changes to reinforcement mechanics and timers as follows. All upload structures will have their shield damage cap removed. Armor and hull damage caps remain in place. Medium structures will have their hull reinforcement timer removed. 100% pl uh, plus 100% to medium structure shield hit points, plus 25% to large and extra large structure shield hit points negative 75% to hull hit points for medium structures. These changes are aimed at creating more interesting gameplay around the attacking and defending of medium structures, such as in Athener or Osterhaus. Groups making use of more upload structures will need to be more strategic in their placement and will be more pressured to valiantly defend against attackers. Moving the shield damage cap from all upload structures will help quicken the pace towards more meaningful content rather than uneventful shield bash. Additionally, following on the recent updates in structures, this will help return the role of structure bashing to dreads without locking them in for six siege cycles. By removing the medium structure's hull reinforcement timer, armor reinforcements become the only timer. Accordingly, medium armor timers will now obey the following schedule. High sec, 4.5 days plus or minus three hours, low sec and null sec, 2.5 days, plus or minus three hours, wormholes and pochvin, 1.5 days, minus, plus or minus three hours, war HQ, 24 hours. After this, you will be able to bash both armor and hull in succession. This means that if you want to defend your medium structure, then you, will must, then you must do so on the armor timer as there will not be a second chance. Low power structures will still retain their single armor timer, similar to full power structures. Remember though, that if they, left power for a week uh, without power for left low power for a week then in the enter in the abandoned state with the structure updates now available to test and more still to come this is the perfect time to begin scheming and planning your your carnage and with the capital blueprint changes dreadnoughts pilots can siege green while being safe in knowledge that the wheels of industry have their back so get out there and bring on the wrecking machine so that is a lot to unpack um that they that um is some really good changes i think this is like uh one of the best changes i've seen in the so-called age of prosperity um and from my understanding the blueprint changes that they made they cut cut prices by like one third um is wow. is, is about what i've i've heard out on, well, now it's on time for me to get dread um so yeah, dreads are still going to be pretty expensive, but they're going to be a lot less expensive than what they are right now. They cut out a lot of the like new material that you needed to have. Um, so I'm not too deep into it. Uh, Red um, probably knows a lot more yeah. about all of all of these changes, um, but I've heard that they're pretty good. Yes, Red, um, I want you to build me a revelation. Yes, with the new wait for the new changes, so it'll be cheaper. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but I, I think that that's a huge thing. They're making um, battleships cheaper, a lot of the capitals and stuff like that, um, because they were just they were ludicrous, ludicrous prices. Um, mm. And I believe that this brings it down from ludicrous to just expensive, which you know is kind of what they should feel like a little bit. Um, 
and paddle orcas. <laughs> um, but I think that the other big thing here that's huge is really distinguishing a medium structure from a large and an extra large structure. Is yeah, huge. yeah. Because um, it is kind of stupid that these these medium structures can be you know seated all over the place for a billion isk, which is really nothing in today's terms. Um, and it took you three timers to take them down and the shield timer. I mean, from my understanding, most people didn't ever show up to shield timers ever. Like that was not you, that was not something that you did unless you had the ability to actually crush them because they didn't bring a proper fleet to stop you. Um, so I think that that's definitely um, a huge thing is taking away that, that shield timer um, the shield cap so that you don't you a dps cap so you just you can just come in blow the living hell out of the fucking shields and get the hell out um removing that damage cap is awesome medium stru structures not having a hull reinforcement timer i think that's fair um they're little structures they should be one less timer um you've got one important timer for it that sounds fine um you know extra shields is fine too because there's not a damage cap anymore um and 75 percent reduction to hull points to medium structures i think that's awesome um it just you know if it if it gets to armor timer and you're you're gonna get screwed if you if you can't defend that that structure properly um all of that is really great changes um, the industry changes, I think, um, the only people that are probably pissed off about it is people that thought that the old industry, or the new, the, what is going to become the old, but what is currently the new industry changes were going to stick around forever and that everything was going to stay super expensive. Um, from my understanding, most industrials were anticipating that there was going to be some kind of change, um, to how this was all doing, um, things and have, like, there wasn't a lot of supers and titans and even dreadnoughts and stuff built during this era because they were just so stupidly expensive um you just rely on your old stockpiles until ccp gets their fucking act together which they did ish you know i hear i hear that this is a step in a really good step in a good direction for industrials um just based off of you know i guess reddit uh, it's really the main <laughs> that i've been hearing that um be honest my reporting comes straight out of the most reputable place in the entire universe reddit <laughs> no um so yeah i think any any thoughts uh from you on and these changes yeah i mean it's interesting um I've n i haven't been too involved in um structure bashes um and i and also i don't have or own any dreads right now but uh um i think it's nice that they might be a little bit cheaper because that's you know one of the things that was holding me back a little bit but i can fly a dread just never had one um but as far as the um structure timers and stuff i think that's good because like um it it'll probably um cause more like actual fun content like you know interactions um you know battles and stuff like that uh, will come from this. Um, I, th I think. I think it will. It will kind of like. Be, you'll, you'll see more structure fights, like structure bashes and fights and stuff, because of this. Yeah, I think it just it opens up uh, the ability for people to have a little bit more um, 
Exp if for sure cleanup is now completely like then you know a huge help in if it, which we won't deal with much which is like if you've conquered somebody's space and you need to clean up all these small ass structures you don't need to spend you know an insane yeah. amount of time <laughs> just sitting there waiting a month um, <laughs> to kill a few structures right or whatever um but uh but so let's go ahead and move on over to i think the next one is the block uh no the monthly economic report that's about any but yeah i'm free oh so. cool <laughs> yeah so we just got done talking about the uh the siege green um did you get a chance to read that uh yeah, blog. I've read it, and I've talked about it a little bit with, uh, like, some other people, like Ash. Um, I think it's trying to solve a problem that's in Nullsec, but isn't a problem in other spaces. I think they, mm -hmm. it needs to be a bit more fine-tuned. I think there should be rules for specific security, like, region types. To yeah, I mean, this sure is that mainly the structures to address... operate the way they need to operate in each, um area because like you're not going to have dreads and high sec bashes anyways yeah so changing something to make it easier for dreads and doesn't help anyone in high sec yeah, I, don't, I don't know what high sec is it's where all the npcs come to kill you because you're a potato <laughs> and you're in shit trying to sell stuff um yeah no that is a good point that it, it is it, this really is a good address for the 0.0, .0 problem with structure spam um but it doesn't um and i guess it, it addresses a little bit with by, by removing the timers and stuff like that like i mean and the damage cap you know is is kind of a thing i think that it can help a little bit with high sec or structure spam to a certain degree but well, the, the way that high site wars tend to go is you have a, a large group that war decks a minor, minor group, you know, because they would just want the cores for their Athenors or whatever. And, you know, the miners might decide to just write off the structure and never bother even logging on. They might decide to try and defend it themselves. Um, but no one is going to really get a chance to like if they def try to defend it themselves currently on the armor timer and lose or they're completely outclassed in terms of fleet composition and numbers then they still have a whole timer where they can go and try and recruit a mercenary to help defend them they get they have a time to react but in the way that this is going to go through if it goes to tranquility right now it's only on singularity i think right so but if, if it goes through the way it is, they're not going to have an opportunity to try and find mercenaries after they are figure out that they can't defend it themselves. Because you, at minimum, have to have a 24-hour window between a, joining a war deck and being able to actually interact in the war deck. Right, yep. So yeah, that is an interesting point that they... Um... Now, I mean, this is only for medium structures, so... But that's where a lot of people do have just medium structures that they don't have any large structures. Yeah, there's not much. Um, there's not much point in deploying uh, like a Fortizart or a Keep Start in high sec because you don't get access to any of their special defensive capabilities. Because mm -hmm. they're both AOE type things, they're restricted, and so are like bomb launchers and stuff like that. You do get a so market the, uh, and stuff um, from 
from the larger structures, which is, you know, you'll see larger structures. You out can there, deploy but... a market, I think, in any structure. Nope. Definitely can't no? put them in a medium. Um, yeah, I've, I've owned a couple of my own structures and got them blown up. Um, and, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 no. it's almost impossible. It's, you never see a Ford is really in high sec unless it's one of the trink, uh, triple T. Yeah, like, you usually see like ones. the. It's the the industrial larges and stuff like that. Like a Ford is our, um, you know, like yeah, you said, it's, it's more defensive the, kind of the thing. Tara sometimes yeah. you'll see an Asbel sometimes, but it's almost always just as uh, Retaros and Athenors. That's a lot, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully they, you know, take that into account and kind of see that 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 there. I do think that there does need to be. A different way of looking at structures in high sec, a different way of looking at them in low sec, and a different way of looking at them in in 0, 0.0 because they're they are very, they're used very differently in each one of these sectors of space. And to be honest, I think actually low sec, even though we we have our own problems of like just one corp trying to dominate everything, um, you do have the you do have kind of a stabler balance of um, low sec structures because there isn't that crazy spam that you'll see in in high sec or low sec or 0, 0.0 with them. Um, it's you know much you have to be much more strategic and wise about how you have a structure and what you're doing with it and how you're defending it. Yeah, I think the the issue when it comes to citadels in low sec. It's not really an issue in a normal low sec, but I've heard it's a lot of problems in like uh, faction warfare low sec. I, I think the solution there is actually pretty straightforward. I think the only way you should be able to anchor a citadel in faction warfare zones is if A, you're in a faction warfare corporation, and B, it's a, this is kind of an optional one though, like if they put, faction citadels in the faction LP store and those are the only ones you can anchor in faction space oh that would be interesting good so then you have you know ones that they're not going to be like the like they're not like the Dracoas ones the ones that were like one-offs conversions of the not so uh soft sex in stations but like imagine like a faction Astrohoofs or whatever, and that that's the only thing you can deploy, or a faction Retaru or whatever. That would be interesting. And that would also drive up the, the value of LP at the same time, because now you can have access to unique citadels. I think that'd be really cool. Alternatively, you could just bring back the way that posses work in high sec, where you have to buy the charter. So the people that are operating citadels in faction warfare have to, like, constantly acquire charters from the faction that owns the region they're in. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then you'd have to make it like the charters that can only be gotten through like the LP store. So you gotta like kind of kind of be paying the people that uh, are Yeah, you have to be land. yeah, you, yeah like you have to be in some way, shape or form you have to directly interact with the faction warfare itself. If you, you like if you follow the A where you have to be in the a faction warfare corp then obviously that involves you if you do the charters you have to at least be paying for the those charters to either faction warfare people or getting them yourself kind of thing 
Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of opportunity there to really integrate the space more into the faction warfare and differentiate it from normal low sec. I think that's the way true. That you have to fix low sec. You have to treat both types differently. That is true. Yeah, I think that that is something that does get kind of washed out. That you know, faction warfare is in low sec, but faction warfare is a very different zone of low sec than any other area of low sec that there is. Um, but moving on to the uh, monthly economic report, um, there's a lot of numbers um, that go in here, um, and I don't think we're we don't really have time to kind of go over them all. But we kind of I just wanted to point it out that it is out there. You can look at a lot of um, these different things. You know, we we of course see that Delve is back on top of the total mining value by region. That's where all the moon mining is taking place. Um, well, that and by, uh, Veil of Silent are the two, like, just home records of, uh, economic outpour. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, um, a lot of really good information that you can kind of delve in here. And I really wish that Eve would hire an economist again to, like, give us, like, a a breakdown of this report and what yeah it's a lot of information it's a lot of uh, info um and i think that there is like i see reddit posts that try and break this stuff down to a certain degree um i'm sure in might have something on this ethereum news network a little shout out to them they usually have some really good stuff Here. It doesn't look like they have one up yet. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the last little uh, bit of news that we have here from the Greater Eve News community. And that is, um, and I don't think we even need to read through this one, um, but basically blockchain and EVE Online. Um, apparently NFT stands for Not For Tranquility. So. <laughs> they they aren't putting it out they're not they're not saying that they will never do anything with nfts or blockchain stuff with eve online but at this point in time and the foreseeable future um eve is not going to use that technology um uh, which i'm really happy to hear Good news. and i'm going to be really pissed off if or when they backpedal <clears throat> Yeah. on that and go well you know we said that like three years ago and now look at what we can do um so but i think that's that's good at this to- point in time i don't think that we need to get into nfts um either yeah. of you two have have an opinion on nfts well yeah it's bullshit yeah they're, they're <laughs> it's basically gonna... the biggest scam that's yeah, it's 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 it's, it's another scam. Yeah, it's another scam, and Eve already has you know uh, role playing type scamming in the game, right? <laughs> so we don't need to put, introduce a real life scam into the game, you know? Like I, I can I'm just see the Jitta post now selling you NFTs. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh All yeah, spam <laughs> flying through. The oh man, fucking local horrible. chat. Oh, um, no, thank you. No, thank you. I, I saw earlier this morning I was going through the news and someone bought uh, a 
NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet, the, the guy who made Twitter, for like two million, and he's trying to sell it for forty-eight million, and the highest bid he got was like two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what you get. Buying yeah, <laughs> an NFT. NFT is just they're, they're just a game of hot potato that is financially yeah. ruining for whoever's left holding <clears throat> the potato. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and then we do yeah, have so high. One whoever's last... left holding the hot Dominix. Yes. Posted <laughs> yeah. one that's overheated and lost hot all of the tater. It's got one percent hull left, and you can't uh, <laughs> you can't repair it anywhere but at a Galente station that's going to totally charge <laughs> you. Um, we do have one other little bit of of cool news <clears throat> that we wanted to kind of point out here. Um, so, Samson, you have a little story to tell us. Tell us, tell us about do the, I? the finding of of a a crazy Thanatos in Uvangir. Um, I so I right before Wednesday night stream, I was um, solo gate camping. Um, snuff usually doesn't drop me when I'm slow, solo gate camping, so it's, it's pretty quiet. But I get some kills. Um, but this Thanatos showed up on my gate. Um, but I had warped off as it had happened. Um, so I didn't see it land on the gate. And what, but what I did was I, I, I'm, I'm always obsessively, you know, paranoid and constantly descanning. I see a Thanatos on descan, and I'm like, what? <clears throat> say what so i i the only person in system was this person at the time so i knew who was flying it plus i'm almost certain it had their name on the d scan still <laughs> so i was like um and i looked up their kill board and i was like okay they've not gotten any kills at all all losses and if some of the stuff was big previously i think there was a nix <clears throat> loss so i was like I'm gonna go back to the let's see they're at the gate i went back to the gate and i looked at them and i was like they're just sitting there they're not locking me i locked them i yellow boxed them no still nothing happened and i was like okay they're sitting on the gate i yellow boxed them i want to shoot this i want to shoot this guy but i, I need my logi so I, I i pulled out my my logi alt and i still had my eyes on the other side of the gate and i just start shooting it um Never shot a carrier before, I don't think, other than, um, you know, when I hoard on some kills, namely our own carriers, I think. But, uh, um, and, and, and I was, and test carry, I was shooting, I was shooting this Thanatos, and, um, <laughs> I think that was a Freudian slip. I said Thanatos because that's <laughs> what it ended up being, obviously. But, um, I started shooting it and I had it pointed, but, I mean, you can see here it says the 202k damage. You know, it's unfitted, um, and 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 my G, my G unit, my Gnosis, is not made to sustain DPS for that long. So I started. I just capped myself out, and um, you know, and I, I kept I kept trying to keep the the scram cycled. I, I I didn't know what the you know the way that worked with carriers or not, but apparently, according to Frozen, I asked him. I was like, how does this work? Like, can I actually hold them? He's like, yeah, you can hold them with the scram. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but then it, it capped out and they warped off and I was like, fuck. Well, and then they were in like 25% armor. So, and they didn't rep at all. So I was like, oh fuck, man, that was kind of cool though. At least I got to shoot a Thanatos. So I started warping back to, um, 
the our staging station so I could repair and whatnot, you know, just go about my business. But then I saw that it was still in space. And I was like, oh. So then I changed, I reshipped into my coercer, uh, co- it's named coercer, it's a confessor. <laughs> um, pulled out the sister's combat uh, scanning probe, scanned it down. Surprisingly, took a while because I think it was warping around. Um, but because every time I would get it, like it'd be like 50%, like on one scan, if I narrowed it down, I'd be gone. But then I caught it at, um, it was a, a, a Poco, I think. It was just sitting on a, a on a, um, a customs office. And and so I tackled it again and I started shooting it. And I'm like, in this entire time, I'm in like any chats. I'm like, guys, there's a fucking Thanatos. It's not shooting me. Somebody come help me shoot this thing. <laughs> and then it, it got into hull time, uh, hull, not timer, but it got into hull. And then um, it initiated self-destruct. And I was like, God damn it, somebody. <laughs> Come help me finish this thing off. Um, and then I think uh, one of one of our buddies, Jorian, um, came, but he got there just just as it self destructed at like I want to say 50 percent hull. Um, and I was disappointed because I didn't know how that worked. Um, but then I got the kill mail and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like, I, I got a solo kill mail on Thanatos. <laughs> It's not it's like it's, it's completely empty. But then there was this whole debate of whether or not it was actually empty because it self-destructed. Um, but, but it was empty. You know, I, it was empty because I think the person that well, especially the way it, it took damage and didn't wrap, it had to have been um, empty. But um, then later on during my stream, Quake Quake Five Ninety, he's just he just messages me and is like, "What's the story behind?" this kill it was was this was this thing just vibing at a planet <laughs> and i was like i guess i don't know <laughs> man i don't understand what happened um magic just, uh, yeah it was it was it was funny it was hilarious um and that's how i have a solo carrier kill and and i, I think joe said it was staged and i was like you know, <laughs> joe bain in our chat he was like staged and i was like Maybe, but I didn't stage it, so it's a <laughs> free kill. Like I, I don't wasn't care. Wasn't me who did it, so <laughs> somebody. I don't care that somebody whelped it. <laughs> you know, it's like there was no. You know, it was. It was. It was just. It was funny. It was. Um, I mean, and thank. I thank them. You know, and, and and they were like, I was just trying to dock my carrier. Thankfully, I have 22 more. And I was like, well, come back in a half an hour when I'm streaming. <laughs> bring, come shoot us Bring again. some more to try to dock them. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. But we yeah. were flying around that area uh, yesterday. And this was in Orvis's fleet. And we, uh, well, yeah, but yesterday, yeah. and we found a, a Thanatos, but it was in a actual this time oh okay yeah like i've seen "Hmm, is this is this the same person (laughs) god what was it it was uh um i don't know one of a ragnarok there's there's a ragnarok that occasionally shows up at in a pos in in our home station in our home system now (laughs) so yeah i've scanned that i've scanned that down and and thankfully i was cloaked and and at 100k because i was like oh shit i'm glad i didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just jump into that because <laughs> the pos would have eaten me <laughs> actually i don't think posses can have guns anymore they can they yeah can, they, they can. can i was watching a lot of guns um, i was watching <laughs> who was it uh, i 
think it was it was Bjorn B. He was roaming Nullsec and someone tried to bait him into a poss that was covered in uh, Garusta's crew's guns. Ooh, yeah. And yeah. they like we they pulled we pulled up the the Z kill page for this person and that's all they do. They're in like <laughs> they're in initiative or something and all they do is bait people into a poss and just point them with a lachesis and just sit there and let the boss kill them. Yeah. That's, <laughs> They've been doing it for works. years. <laughs> it works, man. Whatever whatever floats your boat, man. If you want if you want to whelp more carriers into my solo characters, <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun times. Alright, and I think that that'll wrap up our news section here. Um and uh, wrap up the show. So thank you all for watching, Riley. Thank you so much for yeah. Thank you for uh, being, being on and uh, telling us some awesome stories. And uh, and if any of you are interested in joining up with the war effort, go ahead and throw in an application to Golden Age Stories in game. Um, alt spies welcome. You know, come on in. Let's have a good alt time. Alt spies welcome. New new bros, brand new. You know, noobs, whatever. Like we'll train you. I'm down. I, I like I love training people. Or join um, if you. Yeah, if you don't like potatoes, come join Mercury Arms. Yep. <laughs> or any of the other factions that Fucking are out Corvus. there. I got miss. I got plenty of missiles. <laughs> <laughs> I buy a lot of Kaldari ships. I Kaldari. Mm. <laughs> he says he's not the spy. Remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Animar ships. You're kind of ships. Yeah, you don't <laughs> fly enough Mimitar. Like you can't even fly. I a think stabber. someone needs to audit him. Yeah, I can fly. Oh, he's been audited. He's a spy. <laughs> I, have, I have full access to our seat <laughs> um, uh, if you don't uh, if you didn't catch us on twitch live we're sundays at 2200 eve time um that is 5 p.m central time and that fucking thing changes because the universe is a weird fucking place apparently and yeah like daylight savings and all these other weird things to do with how time is about movement and i don't know whatever um so but it is 2200 at this time 2200 eve time 5 p.m it's always 5 p.m central time though um you can always listen to our podcast at the federation frontline report um you can catch that on youtube um you can also see that on any podcasting platform spotify itunes you know the works um zune zune track tape yeah a track we will make an a track for you if you send a hand-litten rudder to me nope. so. <laughs> that was that works yeah that was beautiful. um if you have um any news that you want us to talk about on the show just go ahead and hit us on up um you can always send an email to me frozen fallout in game or you can email us at Federation Frontline Report at gmail.com. Thank you all and have a great night. Fly dangerously. <laughs>